Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our third and final part of our current event and weekly Bible study for September 6th, 2009. And uh, we're going to be continuing with this. The Steve Quayle report's done. We're going to be going into one with uh, Dr. Leonard Horwitz on Alex Jones. That's entitled, What Big Pharma Doesn't Want You to Know About. Now, I do not agree with his theology in any way, shape, or form. It's new age, okay? I'm strictly doing this for the information. And there's just no way I can always cite sources that are KJV, born-again Christian, right down the line. They're, they're very few and far spread. But he's a doctor that actually discovered a lot of the different uh, um, documentation out there that proved that AIDS was actually a man-made virus and was released to the um, gay male populations of San Francisco, Chicago, and New York in the, I believe, the 1978 hepatitis B vaccine, and also over in Africa. This was how the AIDS, which is a retrovirus, which was something that would never occur in nature naturally, this was how it was actually created and released. So if that happened then, do you think they're any less evil now? <laughs> Who knows what could be in this shot? Uh, I mean, he said Ebola. I mean, <laughs> Ebola... <laughs> That, that, that's really nasty stuff. I mean, that could kill you real quick. So, I don't know. Um, it kind of remains to be seen. I just know I don't want to be a guinea pig for any of this stuff. So, I'm going to go ahead and start this next report here. Okay, this is a short segment, long segment coming up, but I want to go to Dr. Leonard Horowitz. Uh, he, of course, is a Harvard-degreed uh, uh, expert in so many fields, holds several doctorates as a former dentist and health industry entrepreneur and the author of a number of books, pamphlets, DVDs. This is just what Wikipedia is saying about him. Again, a Harvard, a Harvard degree, several other degrees. And uh, we really appreciate uh, him coming on with us. He's got a whole bunch of different websites. One of them is drlenhorowitz.com, tetrahedron.org, just a whole bunch of sites we'll give you before he leaves us uh, today. Uh, but we've got all these virologists and neurologists coming out, Dr. Blaylock's coming up later, saying, look, the, the, these flu shots before have caused Gillian Bernays, uh, neurological degenerative diseases, other flu vaccine trials in Europe have caused deaths with the bird flu. Uh, the Gardasil that Dr. Horowitz three years ago said was deadly, they now admit is deadly. Uh, what's really going on with this, Dr. Horowitz, all the new big developments that are happening? Well, number one, it's a psychological operation, which you know, and you do such a great job, Alex, preparing people for what's really coming down here. The poisoning, particularly of squalene and the ingredients in these vaccinations, is what's really the, I think, fundamental risk that uh, they're promoting it heavily as safe. There's no possible way they can do that because they're just now testing it. So that means that they can't have safety testing for more than six weeks because they're planning it. Some people are getting it right now. So it's really experimental, and the toxic ingredients in these vaccines make it absolutely clear that this is a toxic soup, and they're going to have a lot of people sick because of it. What I've read from the uh, medical doctors out there that are looking at this is they're saying the the chemicals they put in it to trigger an autoimmune response is is causing many of the problems. Absolutely. And, you know, when you look at squaling, first of all, you see what the United States Congress, when they investigated Gulf War Syndrome, said about it. It was heavily implicated as being the premier factor causing the chronic fatigue, immune dysfunction, fibromyalgia, the cancers associated with Gulf War Syndrome. So that's number one. Number two is if you read about it and you start to study what that active ingredient, actually it's a passive ingredient. The active ingredients are the foreign genetics, the foreign proteins from the you know sources of the microbe. So uh, H1N1, God knows what else they're putting in there. But the other aspect that's fascinating is if you go into the natural uh, research, natural healing and alternative healthcare literature, you find vitamin D is an outstanding preventative, and squalene actually is engaged in the synthesis in the normal human body of vitamin D, except that when you add a foreign oil and you foreign chemical, because it's really a mass-produced chemical. The body then attacks it, and now you can't get the vitamin D you need, which is what stops you from dying of the flu. 
Exactly. And add to that the fact that this is associated, this whole kind of oils that are associated with the synthesis of squalene in the body normal is associated with all of the oils that are very important, the steroids associated with immunity. So we're going to whack out the human immune system big time with the swine flu vaccine. So again, isn't this ironic that the very thing that they're touting is going to save everyone is going to be the very thing that destroys your immune system? Okay, through the squalene oil, just to name one aspect of it. Not only that, but the partially attenuated H1N1 virus, uh, biogenetically engineered virus, uh, all of the other things we've already mentioned. It's, it's just unbelievable. And then it actually has this effect on the vitamin D, which, again, we've reported that in the last study that we did, how that's so important to have ample amounts. And it's going to be the very thing that actually uh, destroys that in your body. So it really seems as though they're going after our immune systems. And um, again, the, the D3, and that's the one you want to get, not just any vitamin D, you want to get D3 or D-3. And the, the brand I recommend is from Innate, uh, Innate Response Formulas, I believe. You can look them up on the internet, I-N-N, it's two N's, A-T-E, Response Formulas, and it's their D3, that's the one I recommend. Uh, it's been on back order, but I'm pretty sure they're going to have it in stock this week. And uh, you can look them up and uh, get that. And uh, that would be the main one I would try to get your hands on because it's actually from a food source. It's not a synthetic D3, which would be like 99% of all the other Ds that you could get on the market. Now, granted, if you had access to nothing else, do what you have to do. Get a D3, and um, particularly you know, regarding this swine flu pandemic, okay, but uh, I, again, mild silver protein and D3 are the two big things that I'm emphasizing at this point. The one thing I will say is if we got hit with a pandemic, the D3 is more of a primary immune system builder. It's building your primary immune system, the one that God gave us, whereas colloidal silver, the mild silver protein that I, that I advocate, acts as a secondary immune system in the body that is working independently regardless of how well your own immune system is working, which a lot of people are have poorly functioning immune systems, this will help to compensate for that. And if we, uh, some, let's say somebody got vaccinated or they actually got infected, what's going on in their body is called a cytokine storm or like a viral storm and you've got this massive um, buildup of the virus in your system and you're going to need something that is going to really knock this stuff out as quickly as possible and the only way i really know of how to do that is by building your own immune system up but having something like a mild silver protein to knock it out quickly and at enough strength that it can do that the one that i advocate is the 5,000 part per million in five mild silver protein the reason I say that is the 20 parts or the 10 part or the 5 parts, the ones that people make with the generators or the ones that they buy, all this nano silver that they're actually recommending and advocating, I do not believe that will be strong enough to knock out one of these viral or cytokine storms that would take place in somebody if they got infected with one of these super bioengineered viruses that are going to be released and created and released to the vaccines. Who knows how else? We mentioned the Venturi system where people could spread it that way, the uh, chemtrails, these types of things. Um, I believe the Lord showed me that a long time ago. Uh, my website regarding the Invive Miles of a Protein is www.drdr-dash, just the dash, little dash between um, the Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com, www.drdr-johnson.com. And... Um, that is going to be, you know, that's the product I would tell you to rely upon for that. Now, granted, the Lord Jesus Christ can protect you through all of this, theoretically and potentially. But the Bible does say, The prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple, are pass on, the simple pass on and are punished. So I would say if you're going to do two things, stock up on some of that silver, get some of the D3 that I had mentioned. There's other things that you can do as well. Um... That innate company has a sister company called Right Foods. They make a, um, a food-based vitamin C. It's very good. 
Uh, and Nate also makes a very good zinc. Zinc's another very important thing your immune system has to have. So there's other things that you can do. There's things like oregano oil and echinacea, these types of things. But I'm talking about if we got hit with something really hard and huge reaction, I cannot see relying on food-grade hydrogen peroxide and or MMS, the Miracle Mineral Solution, because there's only so much of that you can take. You've got to be careful because you can actually overdose on that. You could literally take a half a bottle of the silver that I mentioned per day, okay, which is a huge amount, and, and not have to worry about any type of you know, side effects. Granted, you're not going to want to do it forever, but um, anyway, I just wanted to throw that in. Uh, let's go ahead. He also mentioned pharmacia, Alex Jones, and I've done a whole, I believe it's a six-part study on pharmacia and the vaccines, the occult roots of the modern medical industry. So let's go further. And this is not just Dr. Horowitz, Harvard trained, saying this. This is London Telegraph. This is Associated Press. But then they still call us conspiracy theorists. Dr. Horowitz, I want to break down the PSYOP, where you see this going in the fall. What we know is in the five different vaccines. The news is reporting one is a DNA therapy. I don't quite understand that. But why are they admitting in all these major government and industry studies, now what you and others wrote over a decade ago, that all of this juvenile onset and early onset of different types of arthritis they found in rats and guinea pigs is caused by the vaccines. What's going on there? All right, let me explain that to you. And this really was what prompted me heavily to get involved in the vaccine risk awareness movement. You know my mother died of Guillain-Barre. She was one of the victims of the swine flu vaccine back in the 70s. And that when you look at what just came out a couple of weeks ago in the press, not in the mainstream press at all, it was completely neglected. Well, tell you what, stay there. We're going to come back, and, and that's right. We were first interviewing Dr. Horowitz like 13 years ago, and he talked about his mother dying from the shot. And now they're admitting this. Tens of thousands of people killed, hundreds of thousands maimed. And, and why, why are all these children getting arthritis? I mean, it's just, it's horrible. Stay with us, doctor. Okay, Dr. Horowitz, I want you to start back over with my question dealing with, I remember you and many others publishing the medical findings and foreign studies about it causing uh, all of the massive onset of uh, not just uh, arthritis, but all these other joint problems. And the, and the, and the, I'm going back from memory, but you were saying it was microplasms and other autoimmune responses. But, but now you've been proven right. That's now in all the medical literature. They're now admitting it. Uh, talk about incredible liability, but I guess the government's saying there's liability protection. But continue with the wake up with them killing your mother. Well, yes, from Gillian Beret. And so last week what you had was there was a leak from a British press that there had been a secret notice sent out by the government, the British government, to physicians, particularly neurologists, to beware that there's going to be a large increase in Guillain-Barre. Now, that's just a, an example. Guillain-Barre is one of numerous autoimmune diseases. It's basically, here's how all of them happen. It's a great example, and if you just understand this, you'll never want to take another vaccine again in your life. Because when you get injected with not just squalene, which is, again, it's not the active ingredient, but it whacks out the immune system, number one. And on top of that, you get injected with foreign RNA and foreign DNA and foreign proteins from, let's say, in this case, H1N1. That means now that these foreign proteins and genetic material is floating in your bloodstream. It lands on your own host cell protein. So it becomes what the immunologists call an antigenic complex. And very few physicians know anything about this, Alex. That's a disgrace. The fact of the matter is all of the, the specialists know about it from the scientific literature. What is an antigenic complex? Very simply, it's a piece of your own and a piece of a foreign particle, bacteria or viral. In this case, it's H1N1 protein or genetic material which then is causing your own white blood cell bodyguards to attack that complex. It reads the sequence. It then says to the rest of the lymphatic cells, all the T cells, your whole army of white blood cell bodyguards then gets alerted. 
that says if you ever see this sequence, attack and destroy it. The problem is it's giving your own body parts part of the message of attack and destroy to itself. So that's autoimmune. It's self, your number one God-given gift, the immune system, attacking and destroying you. That's where all of these new plagues have come from. Chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, lupus, MS, ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, chronic crippling rheumatoid arthritis you mentioned, uh, diabetes, uh, adult uh, uh, type 1 autoimmune diabetes. All exploding, and, you talk, and it's in the government's own documents. Here's John P. Holdren saying we're going to inject you with things that sterilize you. But more than that, they cold-bloodedly know they're soft-killing everybody. The most expensive, uh, profitable way, the most expensive for the consumer, the most expensive for the nation, for health care, it is basically a genocide. Look at the definition of genocide. Genocide is strictly defined in Webster's Dictionary as the mass killing or enslaving of people for profit, politics, and ideology. In this case, people are being enslaved to the chronic diseases that are most expensive to treat through the drugs. This is a complete genocidal operation, and what you're witnessing in the mainstream media is a psychological operation, virtually a military operation, to get people engaged in a biological warfare against humanity. Continue. You were going through all the health problems it causes. Yeah, so again, Gillian Bure, in my mother's case, and this is what's so expected now, again, by the government of Britain, tells its healthcare professionals. The great news, and I feel like we've won a major part of this battle, half of the uh, physicians in Hong Kong will not take this vaccine. Uh, more than that, in, of nurses in the UK, more than that of nurses in New York State have already said that they're not going to take this because they are smart. They understand, like a disease like Guillain-Barre, what you've got is you've got your white blood cell bodyguards attacking the myelin sheath, the connective tissue surrounding your nerve fibers so that your nerves degenerate and you no longer can do things like breathe. This is exactly what my your body starts from. eating your brainstem. Your, your, yes, your immune system. Okay, let me make a clarification there. The myelin, he said, your body starts eating its brainstem. There's not myelin present in the spinal cord region. It's pr it's present in what they call the peripheral nerves, which are those after they actually exit the spinal canal. Um, so, just to clarify that, the myelin is like it would be like an insulator. Like if you had a uh, the plug you plug in the wall. Instead of all the wires being exposed, which would shock you if you tried to plug it in the wall and they would get crossed. And what myelin is, God put it in there to insulate the nerves and um, so that they wouldn't, you know, cross-connect and these types of things. And so that's what actually the myelin is, is representative of in the body. So let's go further. Destroys you. That's essentially what this amounts to. So it is, bi you know, look, antibiotic, you know. This is why I love oxysilver, because you're not dealing with antibiotic. You're dealing with absolute pro-everything. You're dealing with the normal way that the body would want to protect itself. Everything from electromagnetically to biologically. Yeah, we've, had medical, body. we've had medical doctors here that say they're really super nano silver. Certainly does help with bacteria and viruses. Dr. Horowitz expanding on this. It's in the literature. They admit, and doctors are telling their own families, don't take it. It can attack your brain cells, attack your spine, attack your entire body. They brag that they put cancer viruses in the polio vaccines. They admit they're eugenicists. Politically, how do you see this plan rolling out? And, and let me give you one little little hint here or, or, or clue. I'm sure you're already on this. Back in January, we were saying they're going to launch some type of flu fear-mongering because we saw them getting ready with mass graves, telling emergency managers, get ready for millions dead, that it wasn't a question of if but when it was going to happen this fall. We went on air and said, will it be bird flu? Will it be something else? We don't know. They're saying flu. They're training that militias are going to try to attack and steal the flu supply. This was going on in January, in February, in March, before all this happened. We know we've confirmed they've been running drills at colleges all over the country for the last eight, nine months. 
now accelerating for locking down colleges. And the first place they're doing forced quarantines is college dorms, kind of as a propaganda psyop to show people the image of people locked down in their homes. The U.N. admits they're running all of this under level six. Uh, how do you see them trying to roll it out? Well, that's a beautiful summary of the psychological operation and the genocidal agenda. And that's exactly what also would indicate to any reasonably intelligent person that they've planned this long ago, that they basically want to make this the profit to profitable. This is the most profitable operation. Think about it. You've got FEMA operating. You've got the health care industry burgeoning. You've got the pharmaceuticals being sold, stockpiled, billions and billions of dollars. See, in essence, they don't even have to do anything anymore. They've already sold the stuff, but the problem is they have a depopulation agenda. They literally want to take out at least half, maybe two-thirds of the world's population. So this is the great you know, travesty. It's total fascism. It is absolutely despicable. It's, it, from my perspective, it has no semblance of being human. There's no empathy. There's no compassion. There's no love and, and, and sensitivity. And the future of our, of our civilization, our humanity, is literally at stake because when you loose these types of not just chemicals that go into the groundwater, everything from mercury and all the toxic waste, the antibiotics. I mean, when you take anything, when you take a vaccine, the mercury, you're going to ultimately, if you're going to get rid of it, you're going to pee it out. If you're going to take an antibiotic, what goes in comes down and goes out into the groundwater. We are water. 80% of our bodies is water. The groundwater that we drink, this has been on the news too. So that these people are not like doing humanity or this planet a favor. And that's why they make the joke in Dr. Strangelove saying you're General Jack T. Ripper, i.e. Colonel Slamey, wanting to nuke the world if you're worried about your precious bodily fluids because the establishment is obsessed with putting toxins and poisons into us so we're psychologically, spiritually... Uh, clouded and drugged, that's pharmacia. You know, we have these sorcerers of the New World Order getting us drunk on their poison, just like they'd get people drunk before they cut their hearts out in Chichen Itza at the Aztec pyramids. Now, Dr. Horowitz, you just said something, and I want to go back over and have you expand on it. And that's So it looks like we're concurring. They've already won, to a certain extent, fear-mongering, bringing more federal control in worldwide, expanding government control, testing federalization, having excuses to talk about 400,000 troops on the streets, NORTHCOM, uh, as a beta test for future bioweapons releases, and then the uh, organizing of carrying out that event. But we need to get the word out so they don't go hot with this flu and really wipe out a bunch of people. Now, will will the soft kill weapons be in the flu, in the flu vaccine, or are they going to release something else and say that's the swine flu? Uh, if they go really hot with this, how do you see it unfolding? How bad do you think this flu is going to be? Well, if they went really hot with it, and it is a high likelihood, because they're going to have to, you know, not have a rerun of 1976. So basically, there's a good possibility that aerosolized weaponry will be activated. You may have the black helicopters that come around, starts to spray, and basically populations in, let's say, Los Angeles are highly at risk for this kind of thing. Around, you know, interestingly enough, October, the end of October, early November, if they play out the whole plan that they have the capability of doing, that's what they'll end up doing. They'll be spraying the population, and then they will initiate the outbreaks that they're going to decree are horrific, and then the mainstream media. And that's really all they need in order to, in every state of the nation, persuade people to adopt the Model State Emergency Health Powers Act. At the end of that now, you've got everybody incarcerated in FEMA camps, most profitable, most population-controlling, and most devastating. But I always see them doing it in phases. This is maybe in five, six different phases. We're into phase three now where they want to beta test, kill them, 20, 30, 40,000, 100,000, scare everybody, get everybody trained to do what they're told in the next phase when they kill 20 million. And then after that, the super mega death phase where they kill the majority of the world's population as the White House uh, science chief is uh, basically sworn to do. 
that's exactly what, the way I see it, too, from the psychological operation. Basically, you know, how you boil uh, a frog is, you know, slowly. And that's what they're doing here. And that's exactly what, you, you know, you started with SARS. You saw SARS as a complete psychological operation to get the world to understand that the World Health Organization and the Rockefeller family were going to be controlling all of the emergency response and the biopreparedness. And so this is now, you know, a few years later, they have advanced the exact agenda you're talking about. And now people are prepared. They're prepared for even the event that I've been talking about as, the, as potentially the hot, hottest one. That's how, in answer to your question, how the worst case scenario could be played out. I would be looking at October or November, end of October, early November, for somebody to lose something from some lab, and ultimately that would then create a large uh, media blitz and a lot of hospitalizations, and that is going to cause the Model State Emergency Health Powers Act to kick in, and then the mandatory vaccinations, the mandatory quarantines. Even though Barack Obama has said it's going to be voluntary, how many presidents can you trust? He always lies. If he came out and said it's going to be mandatory, then I would think it wouldn't be mandatory. He always lies. He always breaks his promises. And under level six... Under the WHO, they say they can force inoculate now. They've got the states all passing the laws to force inoculate. That's in the news. So he has his surrogates out saying it's going to be mandatory. Then he plays the part of the conciliator. He's going to make you feel good. He's going to pat you on the back on the conciliari. He's going to tell you everything's okay. And notice he wants to address the kids starting next week. Every week, the kids will be brought into jumbo screens, and he's enlisting them to aid him. And Rahm Emanuel saying a domestic force, a paramilitary, Van Jones is saying that they're going to use the green jobs to take over the entire economy. Uh, and then Media Matters comes out and says, I'm a liar. There's no plan for compulsory service. Uh, this is classic tyranny. Uh, your comments on that, Dr. Horowitz? Yeah, Alex, you're absolutely right. You know, if evidence for what you're saying is very clear. Go to fluscam.com. It's the definitive website on this whole matter. Fluscam.com. There, one of many documents, including a PDF file from the World Health Organization, actually laying out the agenda of exactly what you've just talked about, how they encourage all of this biopreparedness, this model state emergency health powers act functioning, and ultimately they, in, they intimate that this is where we will have to go as this now pandemic expands into tyranny. And this is the cover to get the unpopular eugenics health care passed. Uh, this is the cover to get the whole bioethics system passed. This is the cover to get the Clean Water Restoration Act, total federalization of above and below ground water. Basically, the entire United States has water under it. Uh, this is the cover to pass the anti-gun bills, the anti-free speech bills that openly say you have no more free speech. This is the cover to pass the Cybersecurity Act where, quote, the president can kill the Internet to save the Internet. This is the cover for people to not worry about him expanding the war in Afghanistan and Pakistan, they just announced. I see this, and now Congressman Brown, Paul, and even Army, former Republican leader has come out and said that. So when you hear mainline Republicans like Brown and Army saying this is a cover for martial law, you better know it's serious. Uh, your comments on that, Dr. Horowitz? Yes, and one additional thing that it's a cover for, taking out people's access to the botanicals and the herbs and the natural healing remedies. They completely, hideously, gross, criminal, negligent, that's what they do. are doing with this whole concept that you've got to get vaccinated and intoxicated in order to defend yourself against the swine flu. There are so many wonderful natural healing methods that they should be telling people about, but because it's a drug cartel-influenced agenda, essentially you've got no mention. That is killing people. That is gross criminal negligence in and of itself, and it goes along with the Codex Elementarius legislation where, again, Fist of fascism, strangling people. That's what they're about. The amazing thing is they've introduced the anti-gun bills. They've introduced the bills that ban speech. It's passed the House. They introduced bills to set up youth brigades uh, and pass one setting up the federal body to carry it out. They 
in Europe, in many countries, under the Codex Elementarius, are, are making vitamin C and fish oil prescription. So instead of paying $10 for a bottle, they're literally paying 250 Okay, so we've listened to a couple parts of Dr. Horowitz. We're going to go to just one other part with the Russell, Dr. Russell Blaylock um, regarding this whole issue. That way we're getting a few different takes on three different, two different healthcare professionals and one uh, from Steve Quayle, Alex Jones chiming in. We've also had the other information we've presented you at the start of this presentation, not to mention the other, I believe, nine studies I've done on this um, not including the YouTube videos up on on the internet. So hopefully this will give you a good idea of um, of what's going on, a comprehensive idea. These are things that you can pass on to others, burn CVs. Whether you point them to me or whether you point them to some of these videos that we're talking about with Alex Jones, uh, where they can go hear it themselves, Russ Dazar, Steve Quayle. Uh, the point is, is getting the word out so that Primarily, people can pray, born-again Christians getting on their knees and praying about these things, uh, fasting about these things. I believe that will do more than anything to, um, if it doesn't avert it, to potentially, you know, protect, you know, the body of Christ in the coming crisis. And um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start uh, Dr. Russell Blaylock here. One other point before I get into that, he had mentioned at the very end there the um, what is going to happen most likely in conjunction with this, uh, these scenarios that we've presented, economic collapse and these, is the probably the full implementation of Codex Alimentarius, which would essentially make anything that has a um, health benefit, uh, vitamin C, things like this, a prescription item, only available through the gatekeeper MD. Now, the MDs aren't even trained in nutrition. They have anywhere from zero to six hours of courses that are offered. They're trained, what little training they have, they're training in synthetic vitamins. And what pharmacia is based out of, the medical pharmaceutical system is very contrary to um, things like vitamin C and, and uh, the various nutraceuticals, antioxidants, things like colloidal silver, D3. So that would be really an ultimate way to take out a large segment of the population. It's one thing if they release something on us, but we have natural remedies. But it's another thing if they release something on us and we don't have access to natural remedies anymore. So uh, that's something to bear in mind regarding this. I've known about this Codex Alimentarius for a number of years, and it does seem to be edging closer and closer to implementation. Um, total takeover. I've, I've um, emailed and talked to various representatives of companies that I, I products that I order, and they uh, don't think it's a threat at all. They're, uh, the one company that I worked with a lot, they said, well, we trust our attorney implicitly, was their words to me, as though their attorney has a comprehension of what's truly coming down the line with this. They don't. And they think that they're just going to be able to go on. And it's going to devastate the, um, the health food um, clinical supplementation industry worldwide. It's going to be absolute devastation. And um, so just so you know, that is probably going to happen in conjunction with this. Um, so I don't know how long we're going to have access to these types of remedies, is I guess what I'm trying to say. So let's go further. This is Dr. Russell Blaylock on Alex Jones. Uh, vaccines linked to brain disorders, the title. This is important. I mean, this is really going on. And now we have the medical report that has been put out internally leaked out of the CDC here in the U.S. and the British medical system in England that it's causing these degenerative brain diseases. Dr. Blaylock, sorry, we lost you there. Right. I was I was bringing up, we're about to go to break, uh, but... I was bringing up these internal reports that have now been leaked, saying exactly what you said years ago, that these vaccines are causing all sorts of brain disorders. Right. Uh, well, it, you know, what we're looking at now because of the new discoveries of stealth viruses, uh, this could be much greater than we know because a lot of these neurological disorders are more immediate. But the stealth viruses, uh, these hidden uh, viruses and vaccines, could cause neurological disease decades later. 
which uh, really makes it difficult to make that positive connection. And that's sort of what they depend on, is that uh, the connection is hard to make. Now, before we go any further, and a great example is that SV40 cancer virus that was in the polio vaccines that could have been injected into these you know, people 20, 30, 40 years ago, and now these people are turning up with cancer or prior to that. And it's very hard to, you know, dogmatically link the two. Of course, when they're examining the tumors, the SV40 virus is in there, and the only way they could have contracted that is via the vaccine that was contaminated with it. But they normally will not, that will not be a mainstream conclusion that they'll put out in the uh, controlled media. went through that uh, with the excited talk of the food because of the difference and the uh, time of exposure and the appearance of the neurologic disorder. But we have much better evidence now than we had before. Okay, we're going to go to break. Long segment coming up. I'm going to try to just sit back and have you go through not just the viruses and RNA in these vaccines, but what is the mercury doing? What is the squalene doing? Uh, why do we see massive increases in all sorts of different diseases in the literature being associated with the vaccines? With Dr. Russell Blaylock, please stay with us. Okay, Dr. Russell Blaylock has just joined us for stations that just uh, tuned in, our listeners. It's BlaylockReport.com. He is a brain surgeon, neurologist. Uh, for decades speaking out against vaccines causing degenerative diseases. I had Dr. Horowitz on earlier whose mother was killed by this Gillian uh, Bernay or Murray where the body has an autoimmune response and starts eating uh, the, 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 the nerves. The media is admitting that it can kill you. Uh, the media is now having to admit that Gardasil is killing people. Uh, Dr. Blaylock, why do the vaccines attack the nerves in the body? Well, just the, the vaccine itself, uh, the trick that they're always, uh, or the, the problem they're always dealing with is trying to make the body react to the, the uh, agent that you want to immunize against, for instance, flu. Uh, trying to get the body to react uh, intensely enough to give you immunity for a long period of time. Uh, well, the, the whole basis of vaccination that is unphysiological. Almost all the infections that enter the body go through either the nasal passages uh, or the uh, GI tract. Well, that's where 80% of your immune system uh, exists, and it's designed to have the first exposure to these agents, and, and it's all carefully coordinated. Well, what you're doing with a vaccine, you're bypassing that, injecting it into deep muscle tissue. Uh, which is completely a, an abnormal entrance for this organism. Uh, and so you get an abnormal immune reaction, particularly in children, small babies. You get a very abnormal reaction. And that's been well documented in the scientific literature. Uh, but in order to try to make your body react, they add what's called immune adjuvants to it. Now, these are various chemicals that cause your body to have a very intense immune reaction. Uh, some of the, the, the only adjuvant approved in the United States is aluminum compound, uh, primarily alum. Uh, they put that in there to make your immune system react and to, to cause the uh, immune system to interact with the agent itself, uh, for instance, whatever. Uh, the problem that we have is, is many fold. The aluminum not only produces an abnormal intense immune reaction, long, but the aluminum itself diffuses out into the body, including the brain, and accumulates, and it stays there for a lifetime. So each time you get a vaccination, you're getting a dose of aluminum. Now, the proof of that was done by uh, a study in which they uh, put a radioactive tag on the aluminum that was in a, a vaccine that's given to people, and they injected it and traced it to see where it go. And they found out it disseminated all over the body, but uh, also the brain. Well, that was a single vaccine. Today, children are getting about 40-some-odd vaccines before they start school. Well, that's uh, at least 35, 36 vaccines with aluminum in it. So do you realize the implications here? 35 to 36 vaccines with aluminum in them. Uh, 40 vaccines children are getting. This is insanity. Uh, 
each one of them a toxic brew. Uh, again, it's like a witch's cauldron. We went over some of the ingredients. What, poss- what possible good could ingredients like table sugar and gelatin and live attenuated viruses and mercury, formaldehyde, what possible good could that possibly do for you and your immune system? It is only designed to create a horrific reaction in the body that the body was never designed to deal with ever. And here's an MD confirming that. It's just... It's just unbelievable what's going on here. Uh, but aluminum does have a high affinity for the brain. And when it gets to the brain, it lays across what they call the synaptic gaps and creates basically short circuits, brain function, short, short circuits, the electrical activity of the brain. Aluminum is highly implicated in brain disorders and Alzheimer's with memory dysfunction and things of this nature. Fluoride, which they put in the waters, and it's also a byproduct of the aluminum industry, uh, gets has an affinity for the lower brain lobes in the brain, and that is what controls your will to resist. So again, this is by design. They're trying to create a bunch of zombie automatons out there that have a poorly clouded brain function with very low will to resist and very low will to have any kind of critical free thinking. Um, again, if, if you were Satan and you were trying to corrupt humanity, good place to start is at the brain. So, uh, not to say he started there, but it's one of the main areas that seems to be focused on. So let's go further. Uh, so they're getting 36 times the amount of aluminum that was in that study, and all of that goes to the brain. Over a lifetime, they're talking about giving people as many as 200, 250 vaccines. Uh, and Sir, is that why, just interrupting Dr. Blaylock, is that why I see the studies where you get a doubling or a tripling, depending on what study I look at, on people above 60 that get three or more flu shots of Alzheimer's? Well, yeah, yeah, because uh, not only does, for instance, the flu vaccine, not only will it contain uh, the aluminum, it also contains a full dose of mercury. And we know that mercury and aluminum interact in the brain and produce a rather intense uh, destructive reaction. And that the aluminum mercury stay in the brain for decades, if not a lifetime. Very difficult to move. And that while it's in the brain, it changes into a much more uh, toxic form of mercury, uh, the ionic mercury. Uh, all of this has been proven in the neuroscience literature. The problem is the people giving the vaccine, uh, that is your, your family doctor, your, your internist, pediatrician, they're not aware of any of this literature. They don't read these things. They just read a pamphlet that comes from uh, the CDC or from their specialty. Yeah, that's what's great. So this is a medical doctor that's saying it's all been proven in the neuroscience literature, but it's just the MDs and the local, the people that are in charge with uh, jabbing the needle into your arm, they're not educated in regard to this. And so they're just going along with the, the, who makes the vaccines. Well, the pharmaceutical companies. The pharmaceutical companies are, are one of the main ones that are invested in uh, not only the medical colleges, but the hospitals themselves. And it's this big loop of, you know, they have a lot to do with the doctor's education, they have a lot to do with the colleges, the hospitals themselves. And so the, the doctors and the nurses that, that come out of this system, that's what they're indoctrinated into. And they're only doing what the pharmaceutical companies are really telling them to do. Um, and these are in- injecting these, these poisons, these neurotoxins, into the system. And obviously, uh, he was saying, ultimately, they would plan on doing 2 to 250. Did you, did you catch that comment? 200 to 250 vaccines over a lifetime. That's what they're planning on doing. 40 right now for the children. So, again, uh, where does it end? Where, where would the populace finally put their foot down and say, no, are they going to stop at 100 and then the population is going to finally put their foot down? If you had 100 vaccines, then you'd be lucky to be alive. With as draconian and nefarious as, as, a, as an agenda as they're obviously setting forth. And, again, that doesn't even talk about the DNA aspect of what could be happening to us on a molecular level when you're injecting all of these things straight into the bloodstream with the DNA of diseased monkey kidneys and aborted babies, and, and it's insanity. So let's go further. 
crazy is that I can be at a family event talking to somebody in my family who's a pediatrician, and I'll go, well, I read the studies put out by a major university where it increases Alzheimer's to take the vaccines, and and, and I have this study that Gardasil is killing people, and I have this study that in all the rat species they give vaccines, they see massive increases uh, in uh, really debilitating arthritis, and that these chemicals that are causing the autoimmune response are burning out all these different... And they're like, well, you're not a doctor. And I'm like, I'm not a doctor. I'm saying the doctors are saying this. And they, they look at me like I'm crazy. Right. Well, you know, the first thing that I've realized is that when physicians go to medical school, uh, when I went to medical school, there was virtually no instructions on vaccines. You took a two-week immunology course. Uh, you know, they're pretty intense, but it was just two weeks long. And uh, that was your exposure to immunology. You hardly had any time to learn about the intricacies of vaccine. Uh, I doubt that there's much more instruction today. You can learn a lot about the mechanism of immune reaction. But you're not taught about vaccine specific. So physicians generally don't know a lot about it. And they're not going to the scientific literature researching these things, looking at these things. Uh, and, a, and the vast majority of physicians know absolutely nothing about neuroscience. Uh, and so when you start talking about microglia being activated and the cytotoxicity and immune reactions in the brain, uh, they really don't know what you're talking about. Uh, now, please bear in mind, this is coming from an MD, a prominent MD, admitting this. The physicians don't know about the vaccines, how they work, Really, they've never studied probably what's in them. So you could say, well, I went to my doctor. He said it was safe. He doesn't know. He's going along with the party line. He's doing what the pharmacia, big pharma, which is pharmacia is where we get the root word for sorcery, and I've done a six-part teaching on that. He's doing what they're telling them to do. It's all he's doing. He's just going along with this. So, you know, how can you even trust what he's telling you? knowing what this prominent MD just said, then you have the people that are going to really be recruited. Because if you get a vac vaccination, if they're going to do this in a mass way, let's say in a panicked mass way, most likely you're going to get your vaccination, not from an MD, but either from a first responder, EMT. Uh, they've been um, indoctrinating people within the healthcare system, but also in the emergency system, um, EMTs, police, you know, these types of things, they're really not going to be educated. They're not going to have a clue. So, again, just that's why you need to get educated now on this issue as opposed to later. You know, that's not their specialty. Well, sir, I'm not a doctor, but I know if I eat a big bag of Doritos with MSG in it, uh, I get a headache an hour later. And before I ever heard this stuff was bad... I start, by the time I was a teenager, I started avoiding MSG. Not, I didn't even know what MSG was. I just knew, don't eat Chinese food, don't eat Doritos. Right. Well, you and millions of others made that observation while the physicians were denying it. And for decades, all the big journals, New England Journal of Medicine, was denying there was any such thing as the Chinese restaurant syndrome. Well, now it's proven beyond all doubt, and we know that these exposures produce uh, certain destructions of, of uh, brain connections to the back mechanism of what it does. Uh, for decades, they denied that uh, monosodium glutamate entered the brain. Well, now we have absolutely proof it does enter the brain and uh, produces these changes, particularly in, in uh, the young uh, during the, the most intense brain formation. Well, one of the effects of uh, repeated uh, intense vaccination is that it activates these cells of the brain that release glutamate in high concentration, producing the same effect, but even worse because there's an interaction of the immune reaction in the brain with the excitotoxicity, uh, something that I coined the term immunoexcitotoxicity, which is now in the medical literature. Uh, and this is a major mechanism for most of your neurogenic diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, Lou Gehrig, Guillain-Barre, and all of these things that we're now hearing about. Well, the, the interesting thing is the number of immunologic uh, autoimmune diseases has increased, virtually exploded 
the immunologists are all uh, in a quandary of trying to figure out why, what has happened in the last 30 years that's triggered this incredible increase in uh, every type of autoimmune disease, particularly that it's affected the brain. Okay, so that's the end of that part one. That's an eight-part series. You can go up on um, YouTube and uh, just key in Dr. Blaylock, B-L-A-Y-L-O-C-K, and Alex Jones, or you can go to his uh, Alex Jones website on YouTube and uh, find out more about that because it's seven more parts, and we're already um, kind of reaching the end of our hour three here. And just wanted to, you know, give you that as a general overall guidelines that there's a lot of other people out there. Those are two MDs at the end confirming this information. Um, So we can be, you know, forewarned, forearmed, and uh, specifically how we need to pray. And um, that we're not destroyed for lack of knowledge and that we are not ignorant of Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us, according to 2 Corinthians 2.11. We do not want him to get an advantage of us. And I see this, the way this thing's playing out, I think you can all see that this could be a tremendous way Satan could get an advantage of us regarding this uh, end time scenario and to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. So I'll go ahead and end us in a word of prayer. And hopefully we'll be back next week to uh, do the same thing. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and time you've given us for this information you've set before us this day. I do pray, God, that you bless all those out there that are fighting and contending for the truth, Lord. Those that are doing this, Lord God, who are not saved, I do pray, God, primarily that their souls would be saved. That you do whatever it takes, Lord God, to open their eyes to that truth. Because we can talk about this all day long, but and uh, even help save somebody whether it's a neighbor or whether it's somebody reporting on this from a physical standpoint and they avoid the vaccinations and avoid a lot of these things, but if they end up going to hell when it's all said and done, what good have we really done them? And I just pray, God, that this event would be used, these coming events would be used actually for your glory in as much as that is possible, in as much as it is your will for that to happen, that they would be used for your glory, that many would be saved that great fear would fall upon this planet for the sin and wickedness that they have committed, uh, that you'd use the body of Christ mightily to save many, to glorify your name, that you'd forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, or form, Lord God, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. I pray you'd cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. We ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.